You're listening to the Modern Web Podcast. For more podcasts, videos, and events, find us online at modern-web.org or follow us on Twitter at modern.web. That's M-O-D-E-R-N-D-O-T-W-E-B. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Modern Web. My name is Tracy. You can follow me on Twitter at Lady Leet. I'm so excited to be here today, and I have my co-host here. His name is Ben. <laughs> I never know if you're going to say it or not, or if it's my turn to say it. She messes with me every every episode. I've, I've decided I'm just going to sit and quietly wait for her to say and something. And just like wince. So if you're listening to this on, you know, Apple or um, Spotify or wherever else we broadcast, you should also look at it on YouTube because then you can just watch Ben's face and um, the, 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 the faces he makes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Ben is on, on Ben is on Ben Lesh. That's <laughs> yes, Ben is on Ben Lesh. That's uh... <laughs> you can find him on Twitter at Ben Lesh. And then we have Adam. Who doesn't know Adam? Hello. Everyone knows Adam. For better or worse, I guess. <laughs> uh, Adam Rackus is joining us. Adam, what do you do? Who are you? Uh, I'm a senior web engineer at Spotify. I've been doing web development, a little bit of back-end development for longer than I care to admit. Uh, known Tracy and Ben for a while, so it's good to be hanging out with you guys. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, it's good seeing you. Yeah. Um, yes, and uh, for those of you who don't know Adam, he loves TypeScript. I do. And you've been doing a lot of like TypeScript trainings lately, so that's been cool to see and watch, and I'm excited. He also loves Guillermo Rausch. Does he? Yeah. He's a good I dude. Think, sure. There's a picture of him, I think, up on his shelf right behind him right there. I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah. That's why you got to be on YouTube. For, for the, the for the folks on YouTube, come hang out. I mean, well, I'll come hang out. But... <laughs> Adam, I, there's not I, a picture of Guillermo on my shelf. So. <laughs> I would I mean, be, be. You know how amazing it would be if you had like a giant, like a giant portrait of Guillermo on the wall behind you while you were talking about that's Anything. what I should do. I should just like create a little mural here with like a bunch of roses and, and light some candles. And then whoever is like, you know, I'm talking to, it'll be like a little like shrine for them. <laughs> That'd be really funny. Can you imagine there'd be some people that join to just be creeped out. They'd be like, what is, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have many regrets. Um, okay. So we're talking about React today because both of y'all do React and love React with like a passion. True or false? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I work with React, and I think it is adequate for what I use it for, which is, you know, great. It's yeah. perfect. I, know I never have any problems with it other than, you know, sometimes I'll come across somebody's old code that is re-rendering things too often or something. Yeah. But like, when do you ever not come across somebody's old code and have issues, whether in React or not? Um, like, what framework would you use where you're like, I never have problems? Well, uh, it's not the frame; it's always the developer, right? Like, if it was like, <laughs> if it was like Jay Jay Phelps's old code, I'd be like, oh, there's, I've never had any issues with that. If it's, uh, you know, uh, for almost anybody else I've worked with code, including myself. I'll come back and be like, oh, this is garbage. What happened here? And then I'll be like, oh, I was tired when I made that. But Yeah, give yourself excuses. What about you, Adam? Uh, pretty much the same. Um, there's a lot of React doesn't give me a lot of problems. It just works. Uh, the TypeScript support is top notch. 
has good yeah. programming uh, abilities. And yeah, sometimes you'll come across some really, really old code that does weird things, but still somehow works. So I kind of like the stability of React and it gives me yes. So, yes. so the, the TypeScript support being top notch, I'm a little bit, uh, <laughs> there's, I don't know, there's times where I'm like, okay, so if, if you, if you just naively implement a component by just saying, okay, you know, export function, like whatever, um, it's fine. But then if you're like, I don't like the word function. So you're like someone that makes consts out of everything, which I, I abhor that. But anyways, people go and they'll be like export const name and then colon. And then they'll do like react component, whatever. And it forces like th some of their TypeScript types are wrong with this, or they're just weird to where it forces it to where it says there has to be children in the props or whatever. Like there's this weird. That was um, a horrible breaking change in the typings with React 18. And I yeah. hated that. And so children are no longer like allowed implicitly. You have to explicitly declare whether it has children, if it has children. Yeah. yeah. And then the ref typings are weird. Um, I don't get them. When I say yeah. top-notch TypeScript support, like at the end of the day, each it, React- It works most of the time. <laughs> it, it does work most of the time. Probably the best way to put it. But at the end of the day, each React component is just a function. And so TypeScript can see functions really, really well. But if you compare that to like Svelte, where you have these templates that just sort of sit there, the TypeScript support is, a it, that abstraction leaks a lot more than it does with React, as yeah. much as I love Svelte. But that that's sort of what I was getting at when I said- I'm just gonna like make these little like, clips though, like without the whole, like as much as I love Svelte and just like you yeah. trash talking Svelte. I will just post those. <laughs> Montage, as much as I love Rich Harris. Ugh. <laughs> and I'm canceled. Yeah. So, like, actually, the and and this is, of course, a literally unpopular opinion because it's not very, it's not as popular. Angular has really good TypeScript support in their templates, and they have had for years, which is is wild to me. Like, they've they've always, 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 uh, well, at least since I worked there ages ago, they would even give you like build errors that would be like type errors that would point into the template, which is kind of wild, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, I, but I will say that any of the templated ones, it's still not perfect, right? Like it's still, there's still some rough edges in there, I think. Um, which is true. going to be true. I think for anything that runs a template, like a view or a Svelte or a angular, but angular is funny. I keep hearing about amazing things that the angular team is shipping, but I never see like full-time angular developers. Maybe that's just my own tech Twitter bubble, but Everybody's using React, oh, I know. There's I a think, lot of full-time Angular developers. Yeah, there's there's tons. I mean, you go to like the, the Angular conferences. The thing is, I think that it's a very enterprisey sort of choice because of the the uh, dependency injection stuff, which um, there's like Nest.js, which is like it mimics what Angular does only for Node. And the DI there, I think, makes more sense because it's a back-end service, but like, I personally, and I complain when I was on the Angular team, I complained about it. I didn't really like the Angular modules thing. I thought it was an extra um, hoop to jump through when you had Jest that could do, you know, auto mocking and some of these other things. So, uh, but I mean, you don't need that stuff anymore. And uh, they're like, they ship such amazing features and such amazing testing tools and stuff with Angular. Um, it's a shame that I think they let it stay too complicated for just a little too long. And like right now it would be an amazing choice for something. They just got into, we were talking about it beforehand a little bit. They have signals now. Um, and we're, the reason we were talking about is we were talking about react and like react is now I think the only framework 
that doesn't have some sort of signals based state management thing. So there's Does like that make you angry, Adam. <laughs> React, you love React because React gets you paid. I mean, that's just like the best. Like boring. I like React. Let's pump the yeah. brakes a little. I, I wouldn't say I love it. I like it. Okay. <laughs> oh, but you said you love Svelte. You said you like React. You said yeah, you Svelte love. is fun. Svelte, Svelte is just great. got runes or whatever, which are signals, right? So which, well, there was a lot of controversy over too, right? Like, sounded like there was a lot of, um, you know, excitement. <laughs> a lot of excitement. I wouldn't say controversy. The reaction has been mostly like 95% Oh, positive. really? Oh, yeah. I, heard, uh, I heard otherwise from... The salt team. I heard there was some. Oh, I haven't heard that. So I, I. Let's go find some tweets. Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. But... Sounds like Tracy has the tea. Like, what? What's the? What did the salt team tell you? <sighs> that they wish there wasn't so much controversy around it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand whether it'd be con controversy. It's an additive feature, right? So. Well, they're replacing all their state management with that, and like. If you look at the way Svelte was before, it was very, very, very simple, but maybe not so easy. Like they had this delightfully simple syntax. You could just say dollar sign colon and then just assign variables and it right. works. Oh, Adam, but it's so funny because I look up tweets, right? I just look up runes on Twitter and you're literally like the fifth top tweet saying, I'm already seeing people complain about Svelte changing. <laughs> <laughs> But I think it was because um, Evan got, um, Evan was like, I don't know if this is the right direction for Svelte. Yeah, actually, now I do remember that, now that you show me. Yeah, seven days ago. And Rich had a tweet out, yeah, we didn't really pay attention to Vue when we were designing this, sorry. We looked more at Solid and that's that was the more of the inspiration that was interesting yeah i mean so i'm on so you see like uh, rob eisenberg responded to the svelte tweet about introducing runes right and you can see his congrats the svelte team looking forward to uh blah blah, blah new js standards for signals like i'm actually in this uh standards group i guess that's discussing standardizing signals and like I don't know. It's it's one of those like signals are one of those things that makes a lot of sense for writing to a template or writing to a view, right? Um, so they're actually, I mean, there's actually going to be a TC39 effort to standardize them, which is funny because observables are way more simple and they've skipped the TC39 after languishing for years and it's going to the web platform, which is. Oh, it is? Yeah. The, what, the W H A T G, whatever. Yeah, yeah. What the what wig? Uh, what what WG? So yeah, there, there, uh, there's, I, there's actually an in intent to ship from Chromium right now for that. So I had um, no idea. So observables are landing in the web platform. Yeah, yeah. So and it's a, it's not like a full like RxJS set. Thank God. It's just like a a smaller set of stuff that makes more sense. So. So is Rx um, going to build on top of that and reduce their bundle size a bit? Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, 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 it's that was well, shade like. <laughs> I know, I know. I just, I like laughing at an appropriate time. So no. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so RCS, well, RCS uh, six to seven went down 50% uh, in size. It's going down another. Um, uh, I feel like every time you do a big release, it's like, well, we'll yeah. reduce the bundle size yeah, by 50%. It's, it's going down another 30% in version eight. Uh, so if this thing ships in version nine or 10 builds off of it, 
the idea is it's just going to become like literally like Lodash for events. And it would just be like, here's some methods. There are functions that help you with the native ones. Use the native ones. Here's a polyfill. Like use, you can use our polyfill if you want. And then, um, you know, autopilot. But uh, because at the, at the point that they ship it in the, the web, like all the important stuff is pretty much there. Uh, so anyways, it's, it's pretty exciting. The people on the committee were strangely excited about it. I thought that they would be more like, oh, this is too much. Let's pair this back. They're like ready to fight. Yeah. And yeah. there was there was no resistance. So it's like um it's like have you ever seen this? Um I spent too much time on Instagram. Okay. I know I'm I'm not cool, I'm not on TikTok, but on Instagram there's this video of like this lady coming in and being really pissed off about like moldy cheese and she was in a Canadian store and she wanted to fight and the Canadian was like, Cool, okay, here's your refund. And she like didn't know what to do. Was that how you were, Ben? Like, you were just, like, ready to go. Yeah, like, yeah. Everybody's like, oh, this is great. And you're like, oh. I, I, I can tell you that I've fought the fight of, like, observables are stupid for so long that I was basically just going in there ready to sip coffee and give them all the canned answers I've given so many people for so long. Mm-hmm. Like, which is usually boils down to, uh, like, I saw this thing and it was RxJS. It was a horrible mess. I'm like, yeah, dude, fucking sucks. Like, look at that horrible stuff that people do with this. <laughs> Right, like so. I don't oh, know. I, I was uh, expecting that. Yeah, so like it's one hundred percent. Oh, are you kidding me? Like I, I hate it more than most other people because people blame me for other people's crappy code, right? So, um, but yeah, it's I was expecting more of that, and there was there was not as much. So, yeah. You said uh, you got a fifty percent reduction from six to seven, and another thirty percent from seven to eight. Can you yeah. share with us, like? I don't, I'm not trying to take over the host job here, but uh, I think that's worth it. We're supposed to be talking Adam and I'm sitting here talking about observables. Um, yeah, that's right. That's uh, the, the seven to eight was just a straight up refactor. Um, and um, uh, eight, uh, I'm sorry, six to seven was a straight up refactor. Uh, seven to eight is somewhat refactoring, but mostly just removing a lot of deprecated APIs that had been. There. Oh, so, okay. uh, and those deprecated APIs were being removed because they were like code paths that people didn't use that very often that complicated how you would use the library. And I can't um, wait to see like the p- Twitter post that Adam posts after this. Why? <laughs> I just want I to blast then. <laughs> oh yeah. And then <clears throat> For those of you watching on YouTube, I'm so pregnant, so sorry. I have to stand up because, ouch. <clears throat> Which, by the way, here we go. Yeah, we got, Tracy's literally literally got three people on camera right now. Like, oh, What's your date, Tracy? Um, 11-11. I'll, I'll, I'll come Thunder soon. Plains in Oklahoma City. Come see me speak. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Okay, but like, okay, let's go back to, um, so that's all that's it's exciting, but like, let's go back to like, you know, React, I mean, you know, the React 18 upgrade, I mean, I, f- I feel like I've been hearing about React 18 for like, literally, uh, what, a y- two years now, right? So like, are we still talking about React 18 upgrades? Why? It came in two parts, right? 18 dropped, and <laughs> it didn't in and of itself do much, but then like next 13 dropped with server component support that requires 18. And that's where I think all the breakage was, I think. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
And you guys are like angry. I'm happy. Uh, I mean, I work. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where I how do I put this? For me, after working on the Angular team and seeing how like there's they were after from the jump from Angular one to two. After that, they were so adverse to any sort of breaking change, and they had to be because they use it inside of Google's like huge mono repo. That like honestly, I feel like any framework or library that isn't willing to make breaking changes like just gets lapped by other people. Um, really? Yeah, because like, so say that again. Any any library that isn't it, willing to make breaking changes. Right. If you're not willing to make breaking mm -hmm. changes, uh, and I don't mean like massive, but like if you're if you're unwilling to make breaking changes to improve your library or framework, like you're- Like you're forcing gonna people loud. into modernization basically. Yeah, because I mean, there's so many smart people out there working on exactly the same set of problems that like, if you are if you don't evolve your framework into the better thing you can see that it could be, mm -hmm. someone else is gonna break a brand new framework that implements those ideas and a couple other ones. And yeah. you yeah. know, they're gonna, which, you know, maybe that's what you want, I don't know, but it's, it's, uh, it's just, it's a, it's a world where if you don't, if you're unwilling to be like, all right, it's time to make breaking changes, this major version and do X, Y, and Z, and then listen to people bellyache or whatever, then, you know, it's like, you don't make improvements. Like you have to knock a wall out of the house to build an addition on, right? Like you can't just, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how else to put it, but yeah. So I'm, I'm happy that they did it. Uh, what I do think is funny though, is there's, there's teams that are stuck to this day because they have thousands, they, they were good, good developers and they wrote tests, but they wrote thousands of enzyme tests and now they're hosed because they can't update. Um, so yeah, that, that test coverage that you're so proud of. Yeah. It's preventing you. You know, it's funny when I got, when I upgraded to react 18, I had to update many, many enzyme tests to RTL. And that was one of the bigger pieces of work to get to React 18. That was that was a brutal uh, piece of work. But well, now I just tell people you can pretty much use ChatGPT to convert them, right? Like it's you can basically say here's enzyme test convert these to RTL, and it will do it within some reasonable level of accuracy, and you just go through and correct its mistakes. Like it's it's uh, that's one of the number one things I've used LLMs for is like hey. Here's some code, write tests for it. And it does it. And I'm like, perfect. That's great. You just saved me, you know, an hour of time. I just have to go through and check to make sure these are, are okay, right? Yeah. That's a dangerous part though, right? It's like yeah. you all know when it's not okay. But if I was telling ChatGPT to convert, I'd be like, copy paste, why isn't it working? Need a bit less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's gonna be a whole world of of stuff that comes out where like people are like how do I put this? If you have it write a complicated algorithm, even a mildly complicated algorithm, like a binary nearest to search or whatever, it will absolutely write something that looks like it's totally going to work. And that thing will have edge cases where it does not work. And so, yeah, I think that we're going to start seeing, um, you know, medical software and rocket guidance systems and stuff. <laughs> have some issues that didn't come from people, which will be interesting over the next few That's years. Scary. <laughs> Great. That's awesome. Well, y'all will never be out of work. That's for sure. Yeah. I just tweeted Maybe yesterday. Maybe like grumpy ass old bros correcting people's code. <laughs> and getting paid a lot of money in the process. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. 
Adam's all about getting paid. I love it. Hey, aren't we all? Yeah, it's you'd, you'd hope. Every now and then I'll meet a young person who's like, open source. And I don't need a lot of money. And I'm just like, that's because you don't see the end of your life coming yet. And you don't have any kids to take care of, I would suppose. Like, the big one. <laughs> like you, you're not like, oh, you know, I woke up and my shoulder hurts for no reason today. And my knee doesn't work right. Maybe I need really good health insurance and some sort of plan to where I can, you know, not work anymore and just like relax. Damn, that money would come in handy right now. Time to cash in those GitHub stars. For some <laughs> <care>. <laughs> um yes but you know you can live life I, I miss doing that i miss just hanging out i remember you know whatever seven or eight years ago i would just like take off places and ben would just yell at me for my life decisions this program is presented by this.labs the framework agnostic consulting firm helping enterprises realize their technical goals through staff augmentation consulting project management on-demand subject experts training and other professional services find out more at this.labs.com so adam who is angry about react 18. there was a lot of things that there are a lot of things that don't work with server components so a lot of your really famous uh, React packages like Redux aren't going to work currently. This might change at some Ooh. point. Server components, a lot of things, if you try to import certain things into a server component, you'll get very loud errors. Uh, there's been some anger at that on Twitter. Uh, React Aria, I've also seen team members from that project mention that a lot of things break. That and Redux, and there's probably other things. Those are the the big two ones I've seen. So is that just like a lot of libraries needing to update their stuff or what? This is where I might get some hate mail, but I think that's on the user, not understanding what server components do. Like if you're trying to import Redux stuff into a server component, I feel like you're misunderstanding server components. I think there's a huge education gap where people don't, really deeply understand what server components are for and they're not sort of taking it seriously as they should and mm -hmm. doing the learning that they should and they're just running into these errors and then complaining and then these oss maintainers like redux or react aria are getting all these issues filed which sucks and i don't know what the solution is but I the solution is not because it's it's not uh, it's it's not the library. I mean, Ben, do you have a counter argument to that? Is no, I was just going to say like I I can't imagine why like a a very simple synchronous state management thing like Redux would be would be this doesn't work on a server. Of course, it works on a server. It's like a reducer. <laughs> like it's not it's not like magic. I don't. Eh, I but don't the use reducer hook isn't going to work in a server component. You can't. Use oh, the, the hook doesn't. Okay. Well, gosh, man, that's a little bit of, I mean, honestly, that's, that's, uh, I don't know why the hook doesn't, but I, because I haven't used react server components, I don't really have a reason to, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that sounds a little bit like maybe the react team could have planned it out a little bit better or worked, oh. worked, worked with their, worked with their larger constituents. So Angular, for example, like uh, Angular, if, if there's large third-party libraries where if they made a breaking change, they literally helped their ecosystem like migrate their stuff. And, but like, that's culturally different than what the React team would do. Cause React's like, we're just a library. We just render stuff. Like sometimes and other times they're like, we're a framework. So, but yeah, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a framework. So, um, 
don't know. Like, I, I, they probably could have done more. The library authors could do more. Uh, the users, almost always the users, uh, misuse things or don't understand things or don't read the documentation or like, don't stop to think before they file issues. Like that's just common with any, with any library or framework. Right. So. Well, what do you think, Adam? So you, you think it's on the user? I think it's on the user. I think the, this sort of, uh, I gotta choose my words carefully. I know there was a RSC react server component, RFC, uh, request for comment doc that was published like two years ago. And then two years later, it just sort of shows up in next. And people don't know how to use it. I, I think the education resources have been lacking for a while. Um, the React team hasn't been the most out there, like maybe other teams are. And so a lot of folks have been like not aware of the direction React has been heading in, unaware of some of the specifics. Um, and I, from everything I've heard, the React team does not like help these OSS libraries, the way that Angular does, like Ben said. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I guess. But I mean, does Vue, I mean, Vue is a little bit more, I feel like a lot of the innovation from Vue, like for Vue libraries generally come from like Vue core team, right? So it's a little bit closer, but. Yeah. Well, Vue's got felt, its fingers into like third party stuff, right? Like mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're more of a sprawling ecosystem where React is like, it's maintained by my understanding is it's maintained by a team of people that work for meta or Facebook or whatever you want to call it that are like building this rendering engine that gets used inside of Facebook and meta in a completely different way than people would use it externally. We're like, even at Google, like Google, a lot of people pull in third party stuff from NPM or whatever, and they pull it into Google three and they use it. Um, alongside of angular so angular knows when they break some of these things and what's popular right so uh and they need to fix it so there's there's different incentives i think that that if i mean if you're meta um why the hell would you pay your one of your highly paid guys or girls to go work on uh, some third-party software you don't even use well what about like that whole thing about you know because we've seen a lot of like the react core team or I guess prior React core team where I don't know if they're still working on React full time um, go to Next or Vercel, sorry, not Next, but Vercel. Um, Adam, why do you think um, the documentation or kind of like improvements there and that, that, that was kind of like, I don't know, owned by the ecosystem, I would say, if you consider Vercel a part of the ecosystem, why, why isn't that like improved? The Next docs have improved a great deal. They are really, really good now. I'm talking more about the early days, like a year ago when this mm -hmm. stuff was new. Um, yeah. I, it's just, I get the feeling that people didn't see it coming as much, didn't see the end state as much. That's what I'm trying to say. People didn't see sort of where this was headed and what the end state looked like. You can look at the RSC. So they didn't like understand if you weren't in it, like you didn't really like fully understand the vision. So like, yeah. It that. was harder to comprehend at that time. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And all of this React stuff has just changed so much. Like you go back to the React Iceland talk that Dan Abramoff gave like seven years ago. I, I've lost track how long ago it was. Mm -hmm. And you look at the stuff that he was demoing and then like the React team kind of went quiet for a while. And then like a few years later, they dropped this uh, render as you fetch or fetch as you render doc that outline these new suspense data loading patterns. 
and then things went quiet for a while. And then there was a RSC, RFC doc that they published. And then a few years later, Next 13 pops out with the new app directory. And it's just, the end state is amazing. And the app directory is awesome. And server components are awesome. And server actions are awesome. But I don't feel like I, I saw that end state vision from all the antecedent communications that had come from the React team. Yeah. And that was a little bit frustrating. But uh, many, many roads lead to Rome. And I really like where it ended up. It, I yeah. just feel like maybe the comms could have been a little clearer along the way. Because like one or two years ago, right? Like I definitely felt there was a lot of, and I, I don't know, what, what did you guys gauge on like people being kind of frustrated with modern React, right? Because I mean, a few years ago, <laughs> it's so crazy to say a few years ago, because it feels like yesterday, uh, people are like, oh, modern React. Like this is so frustrating. What are they doing? They're overcomplicating things, blah, blah, blah. Like, are we still there? I, I don't know. I, I feel like, 50% of the people that I work with would use something else, uh, but React's ubiquitous, so therefore they use React. Like, not like, and I don't even think they'd use something else because they think something else is better necessarily, just because they're like, ah, I want to just use like Svelte or, you know, like Vue or There's something that's like kind of interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. not a valid reason, though. Yeah, but it I'm is. You, but it I'm is. Like, you, Adam. You, you say that, but I think it is a valid reason in tech. You learn something new. I would have some frank questions to the people that complain about modern React because React hasn't really changed in forever. The hooks were the last big change, and now server components are a thing, but that doesn't change React. That gives you a different way to react to write React in a specific part of your app. Yeah. But once you make the change to client components, it's still the same React with context and hooks and use reducer and use state. So React added a new thing that helps like a very specific part of your app be better. Mm. So I, I don't know what those people are talking about. I, I can't even understand what they're complaining mm. about. Oh, all right. So my if I was gonna if I was gonna summarize any complaint I had about React would be uh that their entire like the entire ecosystem, especially around hooks, relies on you actually re-rendering things in order to do other things. Like any work that you want to do, you have to render, right? So to me that that's kind of a it's a smelly way to build something and it, and it reeks of inefficiency and I don't really like that. And I know that there's newer frameworks that have, uh, that will more direct to, like directly be like, I've got an element, I've got re reactions and I'm gonna reactively update this element very directly, um, which uh, frankly is more efficient. And then you've got like the, the quicks of the world which have the new resumability instead of rehydration and all these other things. So. Like I look at those things now. That said, those are not very battle-hardened things like out that are out there. I mean, some of them are, but most of them are not. So I look at that like this is kind of the future, and I really don't see how React could ever get there. Like React is built in a spe very specific way, and I do think that uh, I'll, I'll just say it right now: the end of React is coming, but I have no idea when because it's got such momentum that maybe it just keeps rolling forever. But like, there there is a certain day in which there will be frameworks out there that are bat battle hardened and have better features and are more efficient in like in ways that React can't be because of how it's architected. So I think that's true today, though. I mean, I think Solid checks all those boxes today. Yeah, that's the problem true. is ecosystem. So if you want to build a production app, the problem isn't going to be like React versus Solid. Solid's just better across the board. But you need like a battle hardened component toolkit. Yeah. Yeah. And Some React has all that.
You can't, you can't, you, there's nothing that compares with the React ecosystem, period. But also, I feel like Solid has been like, you know, um, and, and again, you know, I mean, we are, we're all are on different parts of the internet, but some people are like, well, Solid's kind of fallen out of graces. Like, you know, this year started off strong, right? And then now people are like, meh, Solid. Y'all think so? I I didn't get like that. I like solid but yeah. mess solid like that's that's kind of like the vibe I've been getting. They haven't dropped anything new lately, which isn't a bad thing. So I think you'll hear people talking about other things more right this minute, like Svelte, which just dropped their runes slash signal stuff. Right, right, right. But I, I want to call out Dax and his work with SST. Um, that's built on solid and it looks incredible. Yeah. So people are starting to use solid. Um, he had very specific reasons for wanting to do so. He wanted something where perf was the top priority because he wanted to build something really, really ambitious. And by all accounts, um, he just crushed it. And solid was that thing that let him do it because it had such aggressive performance characteristics. So I think you'll start to see some more of that, but for generalized, whatever regular apps, I think the end of React is a long way in the future. Yeah, yeah. That's like saying JavaScript's dead. Like JavaScript's okay. dead. Sure. Yeah, it's, well, it's all it's all gonna be WebAssembly now. That's what I heard. <laughs> I heard that five years ago. And I mean, look, just look at the ecosystem. It's totally true. Okay, so like um most okay, so like giving you all just you know, list it out because we're running out of time two things that you feel like are the most exciting from a tech standpoint that are coming out right now. Like Adam, you said SST, I'll say Aiden for million JS. I'm pretty excited about the stuff he's doing. I'm excited to see signals land in Svelte. So as much fun as Svelte was and as great as it is, um, it's, it was a very leaky abstraction. Mm -hmm. um, the state updates were not reliable and you mm -hmm. can break them pretty easily by putting things in the wrong order and being aggressive about how you write things. And, and Rich talked about this in his runes announcement. I'm not talking any kind of trash against Svelte, but the signals update uh, looks to solve all those problems and make Svelte a, a proper first-class JavaScript framework that's reliable and correct. Right. Um, so I'm really stoked about that. Cool. Anything else? Um, Lots of things, but that's oh, I'm I, honestly I'm stoked to see observables land on the web. So good job, Ben. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was my big one is is observables landing in the web and in I in a format where people are less likely to do some of the goofy crap they do with RxJS. I'm so sorry. Like I love RxJS, but the way that some people use it, I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, no, you don't build an entire house out of Legos. You don't do that. There's wood. But I want to do that. Use. You would do that with me as a side project. I <laughs> yeah, um, I probably would. <laughs> okay, Ben, two things for you. Uh, of course, the observables in the browser. And the, the other thing I'm excited about is, uh, because I, I've got an inside ear on it, is the idea of standardizing signals. Because um, mm -hmm. I've done the research as part of this. I've looked through. And just like observables are exist in a whole bunch of different libraries, like not just RxJS. Um, signals are the same way where like you've got angular now and before that there was solid and view and now svelte and um i mean ember's object model mob x like 
all of these things are are signals, like every single one of them. And so Ember's like, you, uh, we did this freaking 14 years ago. Yeah. Hey, wait, Yehuda, Yehuda's <laughs> involved true, now. Though. Like, yeah. so this, oh, the, uh, I can, I can tell you that the, the group of people that's talking about this behind the scenes, and I don't know how much I'm supposed to say, but the group of people that's talking about this behind the scenes is like the, the freaking murderer's row of, of JavaScript. You've got, a, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, like, like the, what is it? The, was it the 37 Yankees? Anyways, they, the, the Yankees team that had like all the best players ever. Um, pretty much that's the group of people that's, that's getting this proposal ready for, um, for standardizing for, for cool. standardization. Yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. Okay. Well, you can follow Adam on Twitter at Adam Rackus. He has great opinions about lots of different things. And you can follow Ben at Ben Lush. Ben, I mean, it's questionable what kind of opinions he has, but you know, yeah. very, I can give you some questionable opinions. Just He's ask and yeah. give me a questionable opinion. <laughs> um, and you know thank you again everyone for joining today and we'll see y'all next time come on come on everybody this podcast is sponsored by this.labs a framework agnostic consultancy that specializes in javascript you can find them at this.co slash labs that's t-h-i-s-d-o-t dot c-o slash labs for all of